And I honestly wonder how many women say, I just don't really like sex. And they've just never taken the time to experience great sex. Right. It's not the sex they don't like. It's the sex they're having that they don't like. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the two hot wives. So we are on Come As You Are. Part two. Part two. Sexy homework time. It was not so sexy, but that's okay. Like, no, it, you know, I think it's really valuable for women in particular to understand their sexuality. And that requires some work. Yeah, to stop just moving forward and actually take a step back and look at what you have and what your life is and what you want and what you need. Be more proactive about it. You know, I think we're taught to be very passive, to be very submissive. And so it's really frustrating when you're like hoping your partner will guess at the things that turn you on and you don't even know what they are until they happen. Like it's all really fucked up how women learn about their own sexuality. So to take some time to like, introvert and think about. Yeah, thank you. That's the right word. (laughs) To do some self-examination of the things that make sex great or or the things that make sex not Not so so great great. and take a little bit of control in your own sexuality is incredibly valuable. And I think, you know, so much we we just keep moving forward, mm-hmm. sort of unconsciously, just living our lives and doing what we're supposed to do. And oh, now it's time to have sex. Mm-hmm. But we don't always take the time to just iron that out and figure out what it is that we like, what it is that that causes us stress, that causes us to put the brakes on, mm-hmm. that causes us not to want to have sex. Mm-hmm. And then we end up giving mixed messages to our partners. Yeah. And I honestly wonder how many women say to their partners, to their friends, to themselves, why well, don't just don't really like sex? I'm just not really into it. I just don't like sex. And they've it's, just never taken the time to experience great sex. Right. It's not the sex they don't like. It's the sex they're having. Right. That they don't like. Right. So I guess I challenge everyone out there who thinks, yeah, I don't really like sex to read this book, learn about your own sexuality and decide after doing a little bit of of examination, of homework, (laughs) whether that's the case. Right. Because you can learn a lot about yourself and about your partner. Absolutely. And I do think that we go through different phases in our lives Mm -hmm. where these things affect us more. Oh, sure. And then, you know, like sort of uh, hills and valleys, right? Where we are like, woohoo, everything's great. And then, oh, everything sucks. And we don't know why. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just as as you march through life, you have you have kids or your kids go to college or you start a new job or you're like Emily writing a book or something that those life contexts absolutely affect your sex life. So understanding that and going like, why is sex like sucking right now? What is wrong? Well, and if you can understand why it sucks. It doesn't suck so much yeah. because you go, okay, you know what? I'm going through a tough time right now. Maybe Mm -hmm. I just need to like stop mm-hmm. and and slow down and it's okay that I don't want sex right now. Sure. Don't sure. force yourself to do something that you're not 
happy with that you're not into and know that it'll probably come back and that maybe at some point you need to do some things to to help that along. Sure. Because it is part of a healthy life. Well, and you know, one thing Emily said that stuck with me and I'm like, "Mm, is that really the case? She was talking about, you know, is it okay to tell your partner I'm just not into sex until the kid is two. Wow. Did you hear? Do you yes, remember her saying? Yes, I did. And I thought, I can't even imagine telling Mr. Cat, oh, we're not going to have sex for two years. Yeah. While our kid is this crazy two-year-old. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go into some of the aspects of the Come As You Are workbook today. And, you know, I think we spent a lot of time focusing on mind-body connection mm-hmm. and sexual temperament and things that women can explore about themselves. Well, discovering what you like sexually, yeah. how you like to be touched, how you like to be caressed or what you like sexually. And the things that might turn you on and also the things that might turn you off, the mm-hmm. the brakes and accelerators. But I think we're going to spend a lot more time today talking about sex in context and sex with a partnership. And things get a little bit trickier when you have to take into account. I mean, if everybody is healthy and normal and everybody is unique, that means if you're partnered up, you got two people with different, unique sexual temperaments, and they're not always going to see eye to eye. So how do you work through that? Right. Because we can be really into what we want and what we Mm -hmm. need, but we do have to take our partners into consideration. Right. Right. So we're going to go into a lot of that today. Before we get into it. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to need a drink for this one. So (laughs) Kat, what are we drinking? So this is one of my favorite drinks. It's super, super simple. Probably the simplest drink I've made for the show, but it's one of my favorites. It's just Deep Eddie's Grapefruit Vodka Mm -hmm. and Club Soda with Mm -hmm. a big squeeze of lime. Yeah. Super simple, really refreshing. I like it because it is so simple. I can just make it easy. Yeah. You know, any night, any Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I love about it? It's like a vodka soda, Mm -hmm. but it tastes so much better. Yeah. And it's not really that many extra calories. I think it's like seven extra calories. We were were comparing like plain vodka and flavored vodka like Deep Eddie's. And it's, yeah, it's like seven extra calories. And it's a lot of flavor. And it adds a lot of flavor. Yeah. So, and you can do it. Like the grapefruit is great. Mm -hmm. I also really like the lemon. The lemon is my other favorite. Yeah. So I like that one with the ginger beer. Yeah, but then I then like you're ginger beer cal- with everything. Yeah, so. but then you're adding calories. That's like true. if it's the club soda or flavored seltzer right. water that doesn't have any calories, this is like a good one. If you know, if you just came back from Desire and we're <laughs> drinking all day, and maybe need to like lighten up a little bit, just lighten up a smidge. <laughs> what did you think? We so we are just back from Desire. Yeah. What did you think of the I trip? thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was really hot, though. It was really hot. I felt like I was sweating hot. the whole time, yeah. except for when we were in the pool. Yeah. But yeah. It was hot. It was beautiful. But it was felt like home. Like, yeah. It really does. I Well, actually, Mr. Ams and I spent a night at Temptation and then came down to and Desire how did you like Riviera that? Maya. You know, better than I thought. Mm. I kind of thought, you know, Temptation is... Sort More of singles. Singles, younger people, party atmosphere, which is great for a lot of people. Like, that's what a lot of people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly more inclusive, right? Desire is very much geared couples. toward heterosexual, heteronormative couples. couples. Right. And if you don't fit that category, I think you feel really left out at a place like Desire. 
temptation is much more open to groups of friends, to singles, to people who are coupled up, to people who are looking to hook up. It's not like a lifestyle swinger type resort, Mm -hmm. but it has a similar kind of vibe to desire in that you spend a lot of time at the pool. It's kind of a party atmosphere there. They had like cute shows at the end of the day, like sexy, you know, sexy dancer shows at the end of the day. And they had just done a really big renovation. So like the room was really nice. We had a view of the ocean. It's kind of, it's not right in the middle of downtown Cancun, but there's like a little peninsula Mm -hmm. where a lot of the resorts are on and it's in that area of Cancun. So it's a really good location in that regard. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. That's good. You only stayed the one night. I only stayed the one night and literally went from the pool of temptation to like throwing on a pair of cutoffs in my (laughs) swimsuit getting in the car, driving down, picking you guys at the airport, right. driving down to Desire and going straight into the pool. Like, oh yeah, I didn't miss a beat. So well, that's pretty that much fun. what we always do when we yeah. go to Desire. Because yeah. we never have our room ready. We're yeah. there at 1130 in the yeah. morning. But you know, I think the first time you go, or at least the first time I went, you get there, you're in your you know, Full travel clothes. clothes. <laughs> you don't know where to put your bags. You're walking around the pool trying to get a lay of the land and everybody's naked. And you're like, oh my, oh God, my God, everybody's naked. <laughs> and then you walk a second time around the pool and you're dressed and they are all comfortable and having a good time. And they're all checking you out. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, new fresh piece. meat. Here they yeah. Are. The new piece. <laughs> but, you know, I felt like it took a day or two to kind of acclimate the first time oh, that first I went. Time, but not this time. This time, literally, I'm <laughs> leaving my bags with the bell hop, like throwing my clothes off and jumping into the pool and straight to like the swim up bar. Like Exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I now put a bathing suit or a thong. Right, right. In my, in my carry on so that I can just, you know, grab it right out of my backpack and I'm ready to go. Yeah. 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 So I think we're going to do a little bonus episode just kind of going into the our experiences at Desire. Yeah, I think that's um, a good idea. Yeah, just to give you a sense if that's something you're interested in exploring. But needless to say, the hospitality is always always amazing. amazing. The food is great. The food is great. My favorite is like the grill. Oh yeah, the, the grill right out by the pool. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, I so love good. it. I miss it already. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, we have our skinny cocktails. <laughs> now I think we need some hot tails. All right, Miss Kitty Cat, it is your <laughs> it is your turn for the uh, hot tail. Well, my hot tail is a little unusual, mm-hmm. I think. Oh. So uh, about a week before Desire, mm-hmm. Mr. Cat had this idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he decided to do this, but he said that every morning, mm-hmm. every morning, he was going to pleasure me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He was going to, we want, he wanted to have sex every morning, but he didn't say like he, we needed to have sex. He mostly just wanted to pleasure me. Okay. Bring me to orgasm every morning. So he wanted to make you come every morning. Every morning. For how long? I Did don't know. For- it's still happening. Forever. Yeah. It's been about 22 days now. Wow. And Mr. Cat and I have had sex every morning for 22 days. Wow. Do you remember that day we were kind of, the three of us were 
kind of close and talking about something. And I, I said to you, oh, yeah. And me and Mr. Cat have been playing this game. And he looked at us. Yes. He looked at me and he looked at you and he said, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's training. <gasps> he called it training. So is it like a power play thing or a like? No. A, no. It doesn't seem like it, except that he has said, like, I don't have a choice. Okay. Which, That's of course, kind of I consented a, yeah. to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Everybody um, has their safe Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no. I haven't had to use a safe word. <laughs> and it, it's funny because at first I thought, oh, my God, every day? Yeah. That, he leaves awfully early in the morning. That yeah. means, like, I'm getting up really early. And the, we have morning sex quite often anyway. Sure. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to play along. Yeah. <laughs> so every day he's been waking me up at, like, 6.30. 6.15, somewhere in there. Sometimes he'll go down and do yoga first, and then he'll come back up. <laughs> and uh, he leaves for work at about 7. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I have this window of time. But he doesn't care about being late to work, mm-hmm. as I found out. And then one morning, I woke up. And this is before we went to Desire, even. And this was like morning 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, where is he? It's it's almost 7. What happened? Where, where's my <laughs> where's your where's my morning sex? Oh, yeah. So I I I'm thinking for a minute and and I grab my phone and I just text him. Did you forget something? Oh. <laughs> well, I guess he's trained you well. Yeah. Well, so all of a sudden I hear the bunk 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 up the stairs. He's yeah. running up the stairs. No, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Oh. And he proceeded to get get right back in bed with me. Oh, it's been really fun. It's been super playful. And he's been like all smiles and excited. And he'll sometimes he has a toy for me. Sometimes it's just his hands. Sometimes we have the full on sex. We have the full sex. The, 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 you had the sex. We have the sex. <laughs> the full sex. The full sex. <laughs> and sometimes it's just all about me. Yeah. And most of the time he doesn't come himself. Sure. Yeah. Because he's going to tease me all day long. Wow. And he likes to have that sort of hunger all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sends me sweet messages and, uh, you know, he's like, you can't wait to get home or he'll send me like a sexy picture or something mm-hmm. to kind of entice me. And what his, I think what his idea was that sex begets sex, right? Yeah. The more totally. you have it, the more you want it. Yes. I think he's totally right. I absolutely feel that way. After 22 days, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it every morning. I'm kind of. I'm totally looking forward to it every morning. So is that usually how you wake up? Like he initiates, he starts touching you to wake up? Or is he like tapping you on the shoulder, time for sex? Like how does it typically start? So the reason I was saying that it was like a game is because he'll be like, oh, no, you don't don't wear clothes to bed. So he he wants me to sleep naked. Okay. Which okay. is awesome. awesome. I yeah. don't have a problem with that. It's very comfortable. I've gotten used to it over yeah. the last 22 days. Sure. Yeah. And so he just, he'll start to rub my back. He'll start mm-hmm. to rub my legs. So he'll wake me up gently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, and then he'll just touch my breasts and move his hands down and start to explore my body. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's been sweet. It's mm-hmm. been loving. It's been exciting. It's been naughty. Mm. He's gotten a little naughty. Ooh. How to get <gasps> how to get naughty? <laughs> I'm not gonna let you off this. I was having <laughs> such sweet sex with my husband in the morning. Now I want details, mm, girl. Mm, well, he'll he'll get out the vibrator and he'll play with my 
my bottom play oh. my, a little ass play okay okay yeah. i mean it's it's been everything yeah 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 hold me down mm. all kinds of different things he's got something new it seems like it almost every morning it's something new it's been really great and then at night i'm like uh i want to have sex i'll <laughs> be like yes all right yeah so i've gone from not initiating very much mm-hmm. to initiating more okay I don't know. Because he's, he's got he's you opening, riled yeah, up. He's got me riled starting up. Starting in the morning. He's got me riled up. And then, you know, we finish. He goes to get in the shower. I go downstairs and make him some coffee. Aww. In my robe. And I flash him when he leaves. <laughs> still doing all the things. Yeah. Kisses me at the at the garage door. Off he goes. Sweet. It's been awesome. It's been really hot. Now, like, do, like, human things get in the way? Like, you yes. wake up and you have to pee or you're like, I need to brush my teeth or like, well, there have been, there, there has been a morning or two where I've gotten up to brush my teeth real quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, you know, to go potty. I'll be like, Oh, it's six o'clock. He's going to be back up from yoga in oh, a couple so of minutes. Like so I'll rush. run in and, you know, go to the bathroom and brush my teeth and then come back and get bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've been sleeping, sleeping there the whole time <laughs> and my breath is just fresh every day. It's, so it's just like fresh. a miracle. It's like yeah. I'm a princess without any of those problems like peeing or yes, like or, human function. Know. Yeah, I don't have any of that going on. So yeah, <laughs> there've been some mornings and there was one morning in particular where Mr. Cat didn't have to go to work, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I was just sleeping away, wasn't waking up at all. And so all of a sudden my son is like knocking on the door, "Mom, mom, are you mm-hmm. awake? You need to get up." get get to work Uh-oh. and i was like oh shit what time is it it's 8 30 i need to be there oh, at no. Nine. oh no we still did it you still did it we still did Which it it's really fast really fast that was like super awesome vibrator time <laughs> pull out the hitachi one pull out the hitachi one which i do not own but i have this miniature one. Oh yeah like it yeah. kind of looks like one yep yeah, that's yeah. usually all you it doesn't take you're very sensitive yes, so it doesn't very take sensitive. that much <laughs> and i think the funniness of like oh, no, we have to do it, kind of made it really playful and fun. And I didn't care. I mean, I had to take a quick shower, Mm -hmm. throw my hair up, Mm -hmm. and out the door I was. I made it to work. There you go. A little bit late. Just a smidge late. A little bit late, but it was worth it. It was worth it. That's awesome. Yeah, so we've been having a lot of fun. So how long do you think you guys are going to do it? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. It's still happening. And you know what? We're we're being really sweet to each other. And it's... I don't know. I think it's it's been really good for us. That's I mean, cool. we're sweet to each other anyway. He's yeah. a good guy. He's easy. But this has made things a little more sexually charged, maybe, mm-hmm. in our house, mm-hmm. you know? A little more uh, grab ass in the kitchen. Yeah. A little more kissing and hugging and, you know, kind of talking about the morning that we had or, you know, you reminisce about sure. your sexual fun. Yeah. That's so awesome. we've been doing a lot of that. It's been really hot i don't know how long it's gonna go on i guess we'll find out on our next recording maybe i'll have to check in with you and let you know that's right but it's been hot and it's been fun and we kept it going through desire while mm-hmm. we were at desire every mm-hmm. morning well it's easy at desire morning sex is so easy i know well it's morning and afternoon, afternoon and, and sometimes night yeah There's a lot of sex at, so desire. Much sex at desire it's yeah such good sex yeah it's vacation so sex it's is always great. Good. It's always good. It is good. And then you get back to the real world. <sighs> Let all your stress mm-hmm. go. Go mm-hmm. on vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody should go on a vacation. I'm actually a of fan of just a night out in the city. Like sure. one night in a hotel in the city. It's almost like vacation sex. I get that. But 
at least for me when I go on vacation, oh yeah, there's like the stress of travel and there's the stress of getting ready and closing out things that I need to do for work. So mm-hmm. it usually takes a day or two for me to really feel like I'm on vacation. So like staycation is fine, but I'm not really unplugged. Yeah, but staycation, if it's just one night, you don't need to do all that much. Yeah. You don't need to zip up all of your work because you're going to be back at it the next day. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Or a day later. It, you know, it's only two days. Yeah. We have had some very successful, mm-hmm. just get a hotel room in the city or like beginning of summer, getting a hotel room with a pool at the top mm-hmm. of the hotel. I was so thinking can... about Mr. Am's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. That was really fun. <laughs> he really enjoyed that. I know. That. But it's fun for me too. Uh-huh. That was a, that was we a had fun sweet together. little, he got his own gangbang. He did. <laughs> It was Mr. Ants and three sexy ladies. Oh, that was fun. That is that is a hot tail for another that day. That is a hot tail for another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, we will talk about Come As You Are. The workbook. And we're back. So, Ams, what did you do for your sexy homework? Yeah, so I read through most of the workbook and filled out most of the questions. Mm-hmm. It probably took me three or four hours to do the yeah. majority of the workbooks. So it's a lot. And I wouldn't actually recommend like sitting down and doing it all at, at one time. Right. Right. I had a hard time with that. Yeah. I felt like I, I can't. I can't just sit here and do this whole thing. Because no. also you you need time to think about the questions. Yeah. So being able to read through a part of it and then go back to it and actually do the homework part, I think was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And the workbook is divided up into three parts. There's like the basics, which goes into anatomy, the dual control model, and the idea of creating context. Like what are Good context, how are you feeling physically, mentally, what's going on in your life, things that make you want to have sex, mm-hmm. the accelerators versus the brakes. Then part two, sex and context talks about emotional context and cultural context. So things that maybe are going on in your head or things that you've been taught in culture right. that influence your sexuality. I think it was like, Baggage, all the baggage that you bring into right, the bedroom right. every time you want to have sex. And I thought that was actually fascinating. Yeah, like how you were brought up, like religion, mm-hmm. things that are happening in the news. Yeah. Did you read the sections that talked about the like three different ideal sexual types that might be based on like morals or religion, right. medical and media? Yes. So any takeaways from that? Like, I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, totally that's okay. you on the spot. No, that's okay. I mean, uh, you know, religion, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I grew up with a spotty religious upbringing, not completely orthodox, you know, not super strict, but still like, you know, naughty girl, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to like sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was all in my head. Plus, in my family, we never talked about sex. Mm-hmm. So if my parts were normal, yeah. nobody was there to tell me what they were supposed to be or or anything. And sexual education in school was non-existent. Yeah. Right? It was just, you know, abstinence. Don't do it. You're going to get a it. disease. That's right. Scare the hell out of you. you yeah. Know? So I really, 
I, I mean, my mom was too busy with just, you know, trying to take care of us to, sure. to talk about sex much. So not only did I not know if what I had or what I was doing was normal, I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Sure. So sure. all I had was religion and what we were taught in school. And that was it. I yeah. never even felt like I could talk to my mom about anything sexual. Yeah. So mm, I don't know. Yeah. 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 So I really liked this part of the workbook in that it made you go through these three different sort of right. influences, cultural influences on what the ideal sexual woman is mm -hmm. from these different perspectives. So like the moral message, you know, what is the ideal moral, moral. sexual woman? Right. And she waits her, for marriage. Right. Right. So I gave her a name. Her name was Maria. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, what does the ideal pure woman look like? I wrote, she's totally ignorant of sex and has right. no desire until she gets married. And then, then. well, yeah. And then, it, <laughs> and then she wants to, yeah, well, we'll get to there. But like, and how does she initiate sex? She, she doesn't. doesn't. What does she do? And how does she feel during sex? And I thought love, she, connection, altruism, right? Mm -hmm. She's having sex because she loves her husband and she wants to make her husband happy. happy. It's not about her own She pleasure. does what he likes. Exactly. She does things to please him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then how does your partner feel about her sexuality? And they wrote, she's pure and untouched except by her guy, like her husband. Her husband. And then he unlocks her sexuality. But she still doesn't tell him what oh, she no, likes because she's, no. she's not really supposed to like any of it. That's right. She's supposed to... Well, actually, she is supposed to like it because it's him. Well, it's a sacrament if That's it's right. him, right? <laughs> so, like, all of a sudden, she goes from, like, virgin to, like, slutty for her husband, but only in the ways and that hidden. he would find attractive. And hidden. Right, and hidden and buttoned up. Right. For sure. And what would she never do or experience? She would never initiate. She would never initiate. She would never want something that her partner isn't into. So, like, right. if she were into spanking, but her husband would never want to do that she would never ask she would never like ask that. well she wouldn't even know if he was into that unless right. he, he volunteered that it. unless he said i want to spank you exactly and then she would say oh okay mm -hmm. right whether or not she liked it yeah so that was like my moral ideal and then there's the medical message you know the message you receive from school from doctors from sex is going to kill you right you're going to get a disease mm-hmm so <laughs> when you imagine a sexually healthy or normal woman as defined by the medical profession or scientists, what is she like? So I named her Claire because <laughs> I like the Outlander series and she's a doctor. <laughs> and like, what is the ideal healthy normal woman look like and how does she behave in sexual situations? So I said, she eats clean, she exercises, and she has no bodily functions. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't poop. <laughs> she, she Actually, what she does is she waits till her husband leaves the room. And then she runs into the bathroom and brushes her teeth and goes to the bathroom. Well, that's what we do to try to be the ideal, <laughs> right, right? Right, Like right, right. That's, you know, because she would never like need to no. do anything gross or disgusting like that. Right. And then if she initiates sex, how does she do it? She decides if a relationship is worth the risk, she's going to plan for sex. <laughs> <laughs> you mean she doesn't, well... Mm, I also think she, maybe she just sort of like, she just touches his arm and kind of like wiggles over and just sort of like, I don't, so does she, she initiate at all? I think she plans. 
Right. And I think about like the first time that I had sex with my high school boyfriend, mm. like I let him kind of go really far and kind of get to the point where I was like, is he, isn't he, we're not using a condom. What's happening. I was like, okay, it's time to stop. You go over here and I'm going to go over here and we're going to talk about it and we're going to schedule it. And you can't drink. You did all that? I did. As a high school girl? I did. It was lousy what? sex, too. Not I'm sure it was. <laughs> Not worth all the effort. I will say the first time Mr. Cat and I had sex, we planned it. Right. Because we, that's the response. We planned it like we... as an evening, like a Aww. special evening. That's nice. That's, yeah. I, I mean, and there's nothing, 20, more than 20 years there's ago. There's nothing wrong with right. any of these things, right. right? These are ideals that, that are created by culture. They're not wrong. Right. It's just that we're real people and it doesn't always happen that right. way. I would not have thought to do that in high school. Yeah. You are so... It came after a very negative experience. I like really needed to feel very in control Mm. of the whole situation. How does her partner feel about her sexuality? What do you think? uh, What do you think her... (laughs) The the girl who pulls out her planner to schedule sex. What does her partner think about that? Oh, she's really fun. Fun gal. She's a fun gal. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote like in the ideal context... There's a strong unity and they act as a team. Oh, I just think, you know, yeah. like the messages you get from even a decent like sex education about, you know, you need to talk to your partner. You need to be on the same page like that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the one that what does she never do or experience? She's never promiscuous and she never engages in risky behavior. That's right. Yeah. Because she's she a healthy girl. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm super <laughs> curious about like your perspective on. The media message. This is like how sex is portrayed in television, oh. in movies, in social media. I think that's where body image comes in. Yes. Because oh. they're For all sure. perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Airbrushed. Airbrushed, beautiful, tan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never a mosquito bite or a bruise. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which we which came back from desire with a ton. Yes, I'm still scratching. <laughs> I know, them. me too. But yeah, perfect perfection, physically yeah. perfect, physically perfect, always romantic, mm-hmm. always like you know breathtaking and mm-hmm. and just big gestures and larger than life, big romance and everything is perfect and yeah, yeah, yeah larger than life. So. What does this ideal peak performance woman look like and how does she behave outside of sexual situations? Outside of sexual yeah, situations? Yeah, just like if you're looking at her Instagram feed, what is she showing you? Like her perfection. Her perfect, like, <laughs> you know, all the influencers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how much do they airbrush all of, mm-hmm. even, even the simple amateur stuff? Yeah. Everybody's airbrushing and making everything perfect. And yeah, you know, we all get this distorted vision of what, what a woman is supposed to look like mm-hmm. and what a sexy woman is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's no flaws, yeah. right? It's like fake book, yeah. you know, that you just get this very filtered version of their life with Which no makes problems. us all feel bad about ourselves. I know. Because I know. we are not that. Yeah. So if this woman is initiating sex, how does she do it? She flirts. She flirts. Overtly. Yeah, I that's had, what I think. I had she's all gas. Like she's she initiated gas. she initiates yeah. sex all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's always in the mood, is my thought. Right. What does she do and how does she feel during sex? Ooh, 
How does she really feel? No, because this is the idea. Right. Because how is she, what is she showing that she feels? Right. Well, she has an orgasm every time. Of course. And really quickly. That's right. Mm-hmm. Whether or not she really does or not. She's not super concerned with her own pleasure. Mm-hmm. She wants to give pleasure to her partner. Right. 11 ways to please your man. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 101 ways to be amazing in bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? There's a book. Sex tips from a gay man to a straight woman. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does her partner feel about her sexuality? He has no clue. <laughs> he doesn't know. Because she's been pretending for a long time. She doesn't know all the fucking demons happening <laughs> That's right. in this poor That's girl's right. Mind. He has made her think, she has made him think that mm-hmm. she's perfect and happy and wonderful and has orgasms every time. And so maybe what he's doing isn't even working for her, but she lets him continue to do those things because she's worried about his ego. That is such a good point. And I think about how many times over the years mm-hmm. I faked an orgasm because it just felt it was taking too long. <laughs> you're, what you're doing yeah. is great. I yeah. want you to keep doing it. But like, I know you've been doing it for five minutes. You so must I'm just be getting gonna, tired. So give you the golf clap equivalent right. of an orgasm so we can move on. Right. Like, And that's, you know, because I just feel like, you know, the perfect woman's orgasm would only take five minutes. And yeah. So yeah, he has no fucking clue. What's oh my really God. Happening. He has no clue. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, yeah, yeah. and it's such a such a shame because mm-hmm. a real mm-hmm. man, a good man, wants yeah. to really please you. Yeah. yeah. And we're giving them terrible feedback. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought this was really interesting because I didn't even realize how much this these sort of ideal versions of women influence things like never pooping, right? Like, <laughs> that's not sexy. I no. could never imagine like, you know these gorgeous, healthy, pure women, Mm -hmm. like having to stop and brush their teeth before sex. Do you know what I mean? Like we need to cut ourselves some fucking slack. Well, I will tell you the morning sex that we've been having, a lot of times I'm I'm not teeth brushed or anything. Well, and, and, (laughs) but that's fantastic because you know that Mr. Cat accepts you. And even if you have morning breath, that's right. Like, because you're an actual real woman and not right. some fake ideal that we're all trying to live up to. Right. So that's great. <laughs> anyway, that was a bit of a digression, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I spent most of my like sexy homework focus on areas that were about partnership, like sex in the context of having a partner. And that makes sense because we have partners. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. And the first time I read the book, I focused on understanding my my own sexuality and, you know, some of the the flawed messages that we were learning from society or Mm -hmm. in our own head and the brakes and the accelerators. And I still think that is the most important part of the book. I think so, too. But I remember reading it the first time and looking at the section where she was talking about sex with a partner and and like how to to actually take all this theory and put it into the bedroom with your partner and i remember thinking i don't know that she's really fully answered these questions mm-hmm. things like differential desire mm-hmm. which is the idea that you've got one partner who wants sex uh, wants all sex the time more. like i don't think she likes the term libido but like the high libido partner Versus the low libido partner. Right. And how do you reconcile? Find some common ground. Right. That, you know, each person is 
is right. Their sexuality is normal and healthy, but their partner is also right. And how do you, you know, you're going to end up. How do you come to some agreement in the middle? Yeah. Because you can't ask. Well, you can, says Emily. Yes. Ask them to hold on. Yeah. For a year or two while you raise your baby (laughs) or write a book or whatever it is. So I I think that's a lot to ask of a a husband, of a partner to say, we're not going to have sex until our baby is two or three, whatever. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, and I do think that sex, sex is not what marriage is about, but if you're not having sex and you're not having that closeness, Mm -hmm. then you're, you're not, Having that closeness. That's yeah. what, I mean, the intimacy and love and sweetness. If it's good, you're having sex. Yeah. If you're not feeling close to your partner, that's not, that's when you don't want to have sex. I, I think she, she does a better job in the workbook talking about if you are in a situation where you're experiencing a lot of differential desire, she doesn't really go into like, People might need to compromise on both ends, but mm-hmm. I think that was a little bit in between the lines. But she does talk about how you need to get in bed, touch skin to skin, look at each other, and remember why you like each other. And I think it's about intimacy mm-hmm. and pleasure and not necessarily penetrative right. PIV sex. Like, Maybe that can get really built up over time. This like, you know, he's asking for it if he's a high libido partner, but it certainly can be women mm-hmm. as well who are in that position. And she's always saying no. And the clock, like I remember in the mm-hmm. deep, dark days of having little kids, I would have sex and I would like be like, oh, the clock restarts and I have five more days before this becomes an issue again. Right. And that- just it's such an awful feeling. It's terrible. It's terrible for both right people. I really get that. And it sort of feeds on itself, mm-hmm. right? Because I think they feel like, why doesn't she want me? Why doesn't she want to have feel sex rejected. with me? And they feel rejected mm-hmm. and, and they feel bad about themselves. Yeah. And that's real and valid. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're not the only ones with feelings. Yeah. We're not the only ones who feel bad about ourselves. We're not the only ones who need love and affection. They need that too. Yeah. And to them, to most of them, a lot of them, that's how they feel loved. Yeah. That's physical, physical love, physical attention. Yes. Yeah. So I thought she did a good job about sort of breaking it down that it's not necessarily about stick your penis in my vagina sex. It can be touching and talking and stroking each other and just giving each other pleasure and maybe taking sex off the table for, you know, until the low libido mm-hmm. person feels a little bit safer and more comfortable. So I thought that was, I well, think Well, and I part- think the exercise of laying together and touching each other and mm-hmm. looking into each other's eyes and saying sweet things and kissing uh, probably leads to sex. For a lot of times. For a lot of times. Well, and I mean, if, and if it does, that's great. But if you say tonight we're not going to have sex, we're just going to do this, it probably still can lead to could. sex. Yeah, because, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, when you're when you're with your partner and you're looking at them and they're looking at you and you love them and mm-hmm. you and you're they're touching you sweetly and you know that they're not like after you just for the penis and vagina sex, right. you know, you can relax 
And then you start to enjoy that touch. And then all of a sudden you want that. Yeah. Well, and, and it plays into the responsive versus spontaneous Mm -hmm. desire too. Cause if the low libido partner has more responsive desire and not a lot of spontaneous desire, then the act of lying in bed with your loved one and being touched and stroked and loving words and playful or whatever, that's the kind of context and the kind of stimuli that might create desire for that person. Right. You know, I thought that was interesting to explore sort of non-sexual, but still intimate and playful touches. Mm -hmm. For Mr. Ams and I, this is not our issue, right? (laughs) We have have a lot of sex. I mean, we're not having sex multiple times a day, but, you know, we have sex probably three or four times a week, which Mm -hmm. feels Really good. good. Yeah. And when we- I think three or four times a week is really good. I'm happy with it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's part of me that heard your story of like, oh my God, you guys having sex every day. Like there's like a keeping up with the Joneses, like maybe I should be having more (laughs) sex, right? But like the sex that we have- is it's awesome. Gourmet. You know, we're pulling out the toys with right. the candles and the right. lights and I'm coming like four times and that's good. I, right. I choose quality over quantity mm-hmm. in that way. And mm-hmm. it works. It works for us. Right. So we're like not in a place of significant right. differential desire. I think for me, for this everyday thing, mm-hmm. you know, he's made it more about me. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which has been kind of amazing. Yeah. And it's made me feel really loved and desired and feels like quality to me. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. No, and I wasn't saying it, I know, it wasn't I know. wasn't quality. I think it's I phenomenal. But I also think it's been it really fun. Like it's brought some playfulness yeah. into into sex, into morning yeah. sex. Yeah. And I'll have a lot of morning sex anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's a really valuable place to explore. If you happen to be one of those couples of which I have to guess is more than half of the couples out there who are experiencing differential mm-hmm. desire. But if you've found something that works for you, and whether that's once a week, once a month, three times a day, whatever works for you is awesome. It's all normal. But if you're on a different page with your partner, that's, that's a, a way to maybe try to get closer together and just, yeah, like kind of close the gap a little bit through touch that's not directly right. sexual. So well, and you have to find a way to put that to your partner so that they can understand what you're what you're talking about. You yes, know? I do think it's helpful to say I'm I'm not feeling ready to have like penetrative sex, but I but would I like be to, close to I would you. like to be close to you. Can we do this for a few days and just like take sex off the table for a few days and just do this. Just remember why we love each other. Remember why we like each other's bodies. Like sometimes you just need a reset. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. One area of improvement that I think Mr. Ams and I can have is on the issue of initiation. Mm-hmm. So Usually. This is an issue for us as well. Is it? It is because Mr. Cat initiates all the time and I hardly ever do. Yeah. And I feel kind of bad about it. Yeah. Because he would like me to do that more. Yeah. So what's your. Yeah. So it's the same. Similar. Although I'm initiating sex a lot more than Mm -hmm. I used to. Mm -hmm. But I thought, okay, there's two things that are a little bit uh, that I, I think we could improve on in initiation. One, I'm not doing it as much. And two, the way that we initiate is very unsexy. 
very unsexy. <laughs> Always? What do you mean? Yeah, it usually is. Uh-huh. We get in bed. It's about 9 30, 10 o'clock, and one of us turns to the other and say, Want to have sex? <laughs> And there's not like a ton of enthusiasm behind the statement. Now, once we get going, it's great. We have Mm -hmm. a good time. But for me, especially like having that be the form of initiation when it takes me a long time to really get ramped up Mm -hmm. for sex. So then I have to like switch gears really fast in bed and I will often do it and I'll often enjoy it. But I'm like, I would, there are better ways for you know, me to start to build the context Mm -hmm. that I want to have really great sex. So there were two kind of exercises that I focused on. One was creating the perfect context to be in the mood. And Emily was talking about how, like, why do people, why are people so resistant Mm -hmm. to planning for sex? Like, we plan. Oh, I think that's the For important things. Yes. And I was even thinking about, like, my wedding. How much time did I plan for my wedding? And I had a fucking three-ring binder <laughs> with like everybody's contact information and so swatches organized. for all this. <laughs> like, why aren't I putting in that level of organization for sex? And even weirdly with the podcast and the sexy homework, mm-hmm. all the planning that goes into it actually puts me in the mood. Like I get excited yeah. for it. Yeah. So why not plan for a night? So Honestly, I would love it if Mr. Ams like planned this super elaborate evening and I can ask for that, Mm -hmm. but he's not always going to do it. And there's no reason why I can't plan it. That's true. You know, that's true. So I started writing out like what would be the ideal context for, you know, getting ready for sex on a regular weekday. And it'd be like knocking off work at five doing some yoga, getting in the bathtub, doing a little mini spa day, reading some erotica, Mm. setting up the lights and the candles and make sure the bed was made and the room was clean. I'm like, then I really want to have sex. And I would love it if my partner were doing all of those things, but he doesn't always have the time. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't feel resentful if I'm the one who's right. doing that to create the right context. Have you ever asked him to do those things? Uh, yeah, and he would, like on occasion, but uh-huh. regular Wednesday night sex, he's not going to do it. Right. The other thing I realized, so writing it all out was fun. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> where do you make dinner for the kids and check their homework and do all that oh, stuff? Oh, I'm just a super neglectful okay. parent, oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> like order Chick-fil-A <laughs> through the locked door. Right. <laughs> no. Mommy has a headache. <laughs> Not really, honey. Come on. Why is Bonobo radio playing so loud? <laughs> What's that red red light With coming red out light from under the, the door? door? <laughs> no, obviously, if the kids have shit going on. Right. It's you're, hard. You're maybe not doing all of these things. But the other thing that I realized is I'm starting to set up all of this ideal context. I don't really need it anymore. Mm. You know, there mm-hmm. was a time where my life was super stressful. The kids were really young. My job was super stressful. We were moving. We were building a house, all these things. And I really needed like a solid a two hours to switch gears. I don't really need it anymore. That's but, good. Yeah, it's fantastic. But if you are one of those women who need that, take it. Take Do it. it. Take two hours to you know, to set up the ideal sexual context Mm -hmm. once a week. And 
you know, see where it leads. Like it was kind of fun to play out the fantasy of what like the perfect sexual context was. Well, and you may find that you have to do less and less to make that work. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe you don't need the bath. Right. Maybe you can just do some yoga, clean the room and put on something sexy. Right. That's right. That's right. So yeah, maybe like start big in your fantasy and then kind of work your way down, work your way down to the things that are essential. So that was kind of an interesting exercise. But the initiation exercise, that went a little sideways. So you were working on initiating, you doing the initiating. I was working on what type of initiation would help create great context for me. Okay. And Emily talks about five different types of initiation style. So there's the provocative seduction style where you're, you know, undressing or taking pictures or whispering in their ear, I want you right now. These sort Mm -hmm. of seduction techniques. There's the sensual touch style where you are like giving them a massage, caressing their neck, kissing them, like playing up touch. Mm -hmm. There's the emotional connection style, which is saying really sweet, kind words to each other, telling them how much, you know, you love them. And then having that kind of eventually move into something more seductive, more erotic. Mm -hmm. The sex talk style, which is more directive or more dirty talk or just like verbalizing. I want to have sex right now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the power play style, which that was very interesting. Mm. This sort of like you're walking by and they push you up against the hallway and say, tonight uh, I'm just going to tell you exactly what you need to do. I was like, ooh. That sounds fun. I'm imagining myself trying to push Mr. Cat up against the wall. He's a big man. (laughs) He's a big man. But I just like, I hadn't even thought about the different ways that you can initiate sex. So there was one night, Mr. Adams wasn't feeling super well. So I was like, we're not going to have sex tonight. Let's talk through different like forms of initiation and things that might be like a fun, playful way to initiate sex. So since he wasn't feeling well. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. It was all all bad. It all just went bad. It was just, you know, so I'm like. You mean he wasn't in the mood to talk about (sighs) about sex that he wasn't going to have? Maybe, Because he didn't feel good? Yeah. Okay. okay. So so maybe... Maybe from the outside, Maybe call me this next is time. really fucking obvious <laughs> that this was not going to go well. Um, but, you know, I started the conversation that, hey, I've been reading this book. It talks about different initiation styles. And I thought it literally gives examples. I thought it'd be super fun to go through the examples and like see different ways that you might want me to initiate sex and I might want you to initiate sex. So let's do it. Uh-huh. And he's like, why don't we just say, do you want to have sex? <laughs> that sounds like Mr. Ams. <laughs> like a no-nonsense approach. Yeah, like let's have sex. Well, and that's a lot of times how he initiates. That's right. right. That's exactly hey, how hey he babe, initiates. Let's have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it it's doesn't not, it's sound not begrudging no. or obligatory, anything like that. It's just straightforward. Just straightforward. And you know, his like initiation techniques are talk. Let's 
say what we want, mm -hmm. which if you look at this sheet and all the different types and- Is I, it on there? So th I'm showing you <laughs> the, four, the five columns uh -huh, of initiation. Uh -huh. And I circled the ones that I thought would be fun. How many did I circle you in circled the You circled a lot. Yeah, oh, oh I did. But yes. how many did I circle in the sex talk category? None. Zero. Yeah, none. Zero. <laughs> Why? Because that's what you already do. It's because, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's just not fun. Yeah, I for noticed me. that when I was looking at your book. <laughs> like, oh, she didn't circle any of these. Not yeah, at the top no, ones. None. And what I came to realize is, I would say, like, wouldn't it be fun if I like flirted with you or teased you in the middle of the day? And he's like, well, no, I'm working, and I, if I'm thinking about sex, then I'm going to be distracted and I can't work. And eventually, he's like. My on-ramp for sexual interest is very short, right? You tell me let's have sex, I'm ready to have sex. So you telling me throughout the day, like seducing me and teasing me and playing with me just frustrates me. I don't like it. And I was like, <laughs> seriously? Oh. oh, ouch. Yeah, yes. And, and I'm like, Okay, I'm getting super frustrated and I'm thinking Emily's in the back of my fucking mind saying everybody's like normal. normal. It's all unique. There's nothing wrong with what he's saying. And I'm like, but, but it's it feels so wrong right, right. that I can't like flirt with him because then he gets distracted. But I'm like, okay, I got to put this aside and just say, look, okay, that's you. I'm not going to do these things for you because you don't like it. But for me, I have a really long on-ramp. Right. So I want you to start seducing me. I heard you talking to him about this. Yes. Like you you bargained with him. I did. <laughs> you bargained with him. You're like, I will, what were you going to do for I him? Ma I'm going to make, make your coffee. coffee the way you like it Every if you flirt with me all day. I know. You have to flirt with me all day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And? Well, this is day one <laughs> of that. And how's it going? I think he's trying a okay. little bit. You know, I think you should just encourage him. That's what I'm going to do. When he I'm tries, when he praise. shows you a little bit, you mm -hmm. give him a lot of I praise. I give him a lot of praise. Yep. That's right. That's right. So that's what we're going to do. I'm just, you know, he doesn't need that. For you do. I need it. And I'm just going to, you know, encourage that behavior. Remind him that it. I want it. And yes. And reward it. Yep. Yeah. So That's the most important part, yes. by the way. You're right. You're yep. right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, we are, it's all learned behaviors. If he makes an effort to do what you ask, mm -hmm. then you have to yeah. praise them ridiculously. Yes. Yeah. I get that. I get that. And, you know, uh, to level set, right? Right. Again, we're having amazing sex. Right. This is like fine tuning Mind. little Mind aspects. Little details. Yep. But I thought this was going to be a super fun exercise <laughs> to do on a day that we couldn't have sex. And I got so fucking frustrated in this conversation. So at the end of the day, the next day, we smoked weed and had amazing sex <laughs> and just reset. So Never sometimes mind. put down the fucking book and have sex <laughs> was my takeaway. <laughs> anyway, how was your sexy oh. homework? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my sexy homework was not about initiation. Okay. Although I am working on that for myself, mm -hmm. I will say, because I don't initiate very often. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm going through the exercise of, you know, doing something to make myself feel sexy. And then just I do the touch thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'll mm -hmm. touch his back or I'll I'll stick my breasts against his back and I'll I'll 
reach around and touch his chest or whatever. And then he kind of knows I want to have sex and and I'll kiss him and then he'll turn around and I'll I'll initiate. Yeah. 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 That's me initiating. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> and he's happy with that for now. Mm-hmm. So but anyway, my my homework, I focused more on the dual control model. Uh, model, but not so much the whole thing as as much as the stress cycle, the specific yeah. part of it. Because I have had a stressful couple of years. Yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah. Yeah. So just to give a little background information, pandemic hits. Yep. And I have a brick and mortar business. Yeah. So shut my business down for a period of time. I'm still paying my rent. I'm yep. still paying my employees. Yep. I'm still taking care of all that stuff, but I have no money coming in. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. hard. And not knowing when that was going to end. Oh, Two God, weeks. Yeah. Oh, no, now two more weeks, now six more weeks, now three months, now a year, Yeah, two years. Yeah. It's been insane. And during that whole time, also, I have an aging mom mm-hmm. who has dementia and Alzheimer's yeah. Yeah. and getting care for someone in that state during a pandemic COVID. Yeah. is kind Oof. of impossible. So I spent a lot of time doing personal care for yeah. my mom. Yes. And then I have kids in high school, mm-hmm. a son who missed out on his junior and senior year. Yeah. Yeah. Devastating. Awful. Yeah. And so I've been dealing with all of this stress. Yeah. And it doesn't make me feel very sexy. No. God, no. And it's not a lot of things I can control. Because mm-hmm. in the book, she talks about getting rid of the stressors that you can control. Yeah. Yeah. Not easy to control these things. That's right. And... Add to that that I don't really talk to anybody about it. Mm. I could come home and talk to Mr. Cat about it, but then that pollutes my home time and happy time with him. And he has a stressful job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a big job. Yeah. And he flirts with me all day to get distracted from his job. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, but I don't want to dump all of that on him. Mm -hmm. He has his own stress to deal with. And... I sort of looked to my time with him as a respite from all of that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, it's in my head. It's in my mind. I can't get rid of it. And it's affecting every day for me. Sure. So as I'm reading this section on the stress cycle, I'm thinking, okay, well, what can I do to sort of get rid of this stress? Yeah. And screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the primal scream. The primal scream yeah. works for me. Okay. Um, Exercise yeah. works mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. but it's all temporary. Yeah. You know, because it's still at the it's still there. Yeah. It's not like someone was mean to me at work. Yeah. And I need to get rid of that stress. Yeah. It was ongoing daily stress that I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen the next day. Yeah. And so that was probably the, the most difficult time besides baby time. Yeah. You know, when my babies were little and I was tired and stressed and Mr. Cat was in a very stressful, demanding program mm-hmm. at work for yeah. work. That that was a difficult time too, but I didn't have the book. So yeah. it didn't matter. <laughs> we had horrible sex. We didn't have horrible sex. We just didn't have as much yeah. as sure. Mr. Cat would have liked or as I would have liked. We didn't have as as much fun sure. in sex, you know, at that time. But this time, mm-hmm. you know, I've got all of this information. What am I going to do with it? So I have been doing some of the stress things. I thought meditation was like, I don't, I 
can't meditate. Yeah. That's not going to do anything. Yeah. And yoga, I don't have the patience for yoga. Yeah. I'm learning to have the patience for yoga. Yeah. Because I would be in a yoga class trying to deal with my stress. And all I can think about is all the things I need to do as soon as I leave this yoga studio. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Why am I doing this? I don't have time for this. I've got eight other things I need to do. Sure. So it didn't, it didn't seem to help. It didn't help you. Yeah. It didn't help. But I kept working through it and I finally realized I need to talk to Mr. Cat about these things. And of course he wanted to help. He wanted to talk. He wanted to be there for me. So I've been doing that more. Now, when you guys are talking, are you talking with him as like a problem solving exercise or just like, I just need to offload some Mm -hmm. of this. So so the latter. Yeah. I would say to him, I I don't expect you to to come up with some answer for me to do or something for me to do. I just need to vent. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, let's go for it. Sure. You know, but I also, you know, when it comes to my business, Mm -hmm. it's, it's any business that a person owns is a family business because your family finances are that's all tied into all it. All tied in. For sure. So I didn't want to stress him out for his own stress, right? Not yeah. just having empathy for me and my stress, but realizing that, that those facts were going to cause him stress as well. Yeah. And that wasn't going to help the situation. But did you find that it did it cause did. him? Does it cause No, no. It, it didn't cause him so much stress as it did was helpful. To, yeah, it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It was helpful. I think it's never as bad. Like if you're sharing your own stress, it's never as bad with, for the other person because they just have a different perspective on it. Well, and to have him tell me, baby, it's okay. Yeah. It's just what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And to, to tell me that it wasn't a reflection on me. Yeah, sure. Sure. When you build a business for years Mm -hmm. and it's successful and you're happy and you feel good about what you do, it's not just the money that you lose when your business starts to... Mm -hmm. That's your sense of self. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But he reassured me that he loves me no matter what and that it's not about me. Yeah. And that I'm I'm not failing. And that helped a lot. Yeah. And the screaming. And the primal scream. (laughs) The primal scream. Love that. Yeah. I could just do that in the car. Yeah. You know. I also I also sing a lot in the car. That helps as well. Yeah. You know, like it's not exercise, but it's sort of exercise. Yeah. So I think people probably drive by and think I'm really crazy because I really belt it out. Yeah. But it's really helpful, like yeah. on the way home from work. <laughs> to, yeah. Yeah. So I started to deal more with my stress. I love that. And it's been helpful. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, so the completing the stress cycle is like whether or not you're talking about your sex life or parenting or your job or whatever. Right. Like stress is a huge negative influence I couldn't on get out life. of my head yeah I couldn't get out of my head yeah all of the things that were happening and I couldn't relax mm-hmm. I couldn't feel good about myself mm-hmm. or at least I didn't you know at the yeah. time yeah it's definitely a huge break if you're going back to the dual control model mm-hmm. and the brakes and the accelerators stress is the break is the break right any, it's the break for me any of the context that leads to stress is leading to a physical response, like hormonal response. Mm-hmm. All of these things in your body telling you, you are not safe. You can't have sex right now because a tiger's going to eat you or, you know, you're going to die of hypothermia or whatever would have right, happened to right. our ancestors. And so, yeah, if we can't eliminate all stress, 
but learning how to deal with it is so important. And I love that like you are exploring different ways to complete the stress cycle Mm -hmm. and not just doing the ones that you think like you should do. Right. Like I love yoga, but I agree that driving to a 60 minute yoga class and then coming back. So it's like an hour and a half out added of your more day, stress, just added more stress. Yep. So that doesn't work for you. It doesn't. But I did start doing meditation with Mr. Cat at That's night. Cool. Yeah. And it was really weird because I was like, okay, we'll do it. Fine. And then he puts it on. And by the time it's over, I'm already asleep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I was bugging him to do it every night. That's cool. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's awesome. And, um, you know, now that I've sort of like started to lower my stress level, things are starting to come back to normal just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking more about it mm-hmm. and feeling more supported. I'm able to let go more and yeah. I'm having more fun and we're having more sex. I mean, we've had sex every morning for 20 years. <laughs> yes, you have. You're having lots of sex. <laughs> I'm having lots of sex and I'm having fun. That's awesome. And I think realizing that my self-worth is not all wrapped up in what I do or what I can provide mm-hmm. for other mm-hmm. people was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, completing the stress cycle was my biggest takeaway yes. from this book. Yeah. The biggest thing that helped me. Yeah. I love that. And you should check out Emily's other book, Burnout, right. which is all about yep. dealing with the stress cycle if you want to explore that more. Although if you figured out things that work for you, then just keep doing those things. Right. <laughs> and don't like do. add the stress of reading <laughs> right, another right. book. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. I love that. It's getting better and better. Yeah. So I think we're down to just the tips. That's right. Let's take one more break. And when we come back, we will do just the tips. And we're back. So now it's just the tips. It's just the tips. Kat, what is tip number one? Tip number one is to get the workbook. To really go through the pages, take the time to really do the worksheets. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah. You know, a lot of the book is generalization Mm -hmm. on these issues, Mm -hmm. but her big message is everybody's sexuality is very unique. You need to get specific. So you need to really dig into your own sexuality. Mm -hmm. What are your breaks? What are your accelerators? What is perfect context for you? And just reading or listening to Emily's words is only going to take you so far. Right. You have to actually do the work. I think it's worth doing the work. And side note if you get the audiobook, you can go onto Emily's website and download the worksheets that are in the main book as mm-hmm. opposed to buying the workbook separately. Mm-hmm. But I actually really liked that the workbook sort of gave you a summary of the main issues and right. then kind of forced you to think about these things uh, in deeper context. Mm-hmm. So I really liked it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think it's easy to gloss over a book and get the main points, but never really put it to good use. Exactly. This is a way to put it to good use. Yeah. 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 How about number two? So tip number two, digest the book or the workbook in little pieces. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's, you know, I would take 
an exercise or two or a chapter or two. Read that. Give yourself some time to think about it. Do the exercises either alone or with your partner. Well, I was going to say, if you want to share this with your partner, I mean, you you really need to. Mm-hmm. Maybe share with them the parts of the book that you think are the most important to your relationship. Sure. Because to ask someone to just digest this entire book, and it's a big book. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It might be too overwhelming at first. And if you say, well, these are the sections that I would love for you to read and I want us to talk about, they're more likely to do that. And then if they find those parts interesting, then they might dive into the rest of it. Yeah. And have other parts that they think are important. Yeah. And worth talking about. Sure. Sure. But I think it comes back to if you do the exercises and you talk with them about like, what are my brakes? What are my accelerators? Mm-hmm. That's going to be more valuable to really dig into these sections that are relevant or challenging or whatever it is and give your partner an understanding of your own sexuality so that they can mm-hmm. work with that. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. How about tip number three? Don't forget that sex is supposed to be fun. Yes. This is all supposed to be fun. And, and if you're not having fun, you need to figure out how to get there. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. And actually doing the exercises is fun. It can be really fun. So I, I think having great sex is generally fun. Yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side, if you are super nerd like me and you get like too lost in the weeds on some of this stuff Mm -hmm. and you get into a conversation with your partner where it becomes like (sighs) contentious yeah yeah (laughs) i was gonna say combative but it wasn't like we were hitting each other over the head with clubs it was just like you know we just kept like sparring well maybe timing yeah that's right yeah (laughs) yeah for sure but like it's okay to put it all aside and just have some good sex and talk about it another talk day. Talk about it another day. You don't have to solve all the world's problems right. in one conversation. And um, yeah, keep keep it fun. And if it's not fun, like focus on pleasure. What did, what did Emily say? Pleasure is the measure. Pleasure is the measure. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And with that. I think we're done. We are done. Next. What's next? Exhibitionism. I know. I'm really excited. I am super excited for exhibitionism. No, I take that back. I'm actually really nervous I know. about exhibitionism. <laughs> it's not my thing. It's not your thing. Yeah. So I'm going to have to think really hard about mm-hmm. how to incorporate that in a way that's fun and sexy for me. Well, and you can incorporate it on a small scale. Yeah. Next. Maybe a little voyeurism in there. That could be fun. I think so. That could be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll chicken out and go for voyeurism. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna yeah. let you chicken out. All right. I'll 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 be brave. I know. We'll figure it out. You will. Okay. All right. Until next that. time. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening. Oh, we yeah. have to do big expedition. Expedition. Ex- <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm like trying to say expedition. 
expedition. No, it's not expedition. Exp. Now I can't even think of the word. Exhibitionism. <laughs> Exhibitionism. Exhibition. Exhibitionism. 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 Yes. Exhibitionism. That's yeah. not easy to say. It is not. Exhibition. I'm still not saying it right. No. Visionem. We're going to have to practice that over the next couple Exhibitionism. of Exhibitionism. Yes. Exhibitionism. Yes. Woo. 